You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What the Folklore Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver Tyler. Uh, and I am Jason, a talking sweet potato given life and form. <laughs> Delicious. How whimsical! Hello. <laughs> do you do you wear a hat of of marshmallow? Oh, of course, and fine sprigs of uh, I don't know, uh, rosemary. Yeah, I was thinking rosemary. <laughs> How very fey, and maybe a cautionary tale of some kind. A maybe. walking cautionary tale. <laughs> it feels like something. If you're bad on Thanksgiving, like if you're not thankful enough, like the sweet potato gremlin, like comes tongue, comes to get you. <laughs> I don't know. Sweet potato gremlin sounds pretty good though. Like you're sweet but not bad for us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're a better source of healthy carbs than a regular potato. So you're like potato. Ooh, that's enhanced. true. It's like if a sweet potato company co-opted the Sour Patch Kids marketing scheme. <laughs> first they're uh sweet su- su- savory sweet salty um <laughs> i do like the idea of biting into a sour patch kids and just being greeted with uh, <laughs> the warm and comforting flavors of mama's like thanksgiving marshmallow bit casserole <laughs> truly a cursed candy Mm-hmm. Oh, it reminds me of those, um, you know those Jones sodas where they would make, like, like prank flavors that were really gross? Oh, yeah. They did one for Thanksgiving, and they made a bunch of, like, nasty, like, gravy soda flavors. It's a bold marketing move, because you are pretty much just betting on people being mean to their friends <laughs> in order to sell that soda. If you want to really drive a wedge between <laughs> you and your loved ones using the the famed all-american beverage soda pop are you tired of the same old political arguments at thanksgiving how about you start new arguments with jones soda gravy flavored about... spice it up you... with violence how about you fucking birdie bots them with drink? <laughs> oh wait can we can we swear on this program i forget yeah yeah we don't okay, we don't good. give a shit <laughs> All right. We're not professionals. <laughs> Far from. <laughs> mm. Although, for reasons unfathomable to me, we have occasionally been utilized in a college program. <laughs> As a teaching aid. Um, word? Word. Um, now we're talking. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know if the cursing helps or hinders that, but <laughs> here we are. Mm. So, Jason, as a sweet potato given life, uh, yeah. you, you probably have limited experience in most things. But what is your experience with folk and fairy tales to this point? Um, let me tell you. 
I was originally animated to um, to uh, talk on several podcasts covering hit animes and mangas. Yeah. Which is a very limited use case for a wizard to ensorcel a sweet potato with, but back in the day, Gordy and I really needed a another co-host, and we have no friends, so we invented one. So you <laughs> you you looked at a sweet potato in the corner, and then there must have been some magic in that old <laughs> in that old <laughs> you, podcast that day. You wished it to, yeah. Um, before that, though, I mean, I've been a casual peruser of various folks lore mm-hmm. um when i was in quiz team in high school i was often tagged in for the greek mythology questions there you go um big fan of that um i will often find myself going down what i like to call the wiki rabbit hole <laughs> of like and usually that's spurned off of something we talk about in one piece where i'm like oh this is probably a reference to something in the world <laughs> This story, let me look this up. So have you heard a lot of fairy tales or or just a uh, few? Uh, I would say, well... Where do you feel your say... knowledge is at this point? Hmm. Limited, but I would say the bulk of it is from listening to you guys. <laughs> so very like, limited. Possibly more limited quite, than if you didn't quite, listen to us. I've been... I've. Uh, I've been blinded. I've been thrown in the back of this van uh, without sense or sensibility. Um, I do like stories about like the Baba Yaga because she's my she's my favorite one of my favorite crones of of folk and fairy tale because mm-hmm. she's just cantankerous. <laughs> she's a and role she's... model of mine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what I want to be when I grow up. Mm-hmm. Hut with chicken legs. Do you, are are you going to get rewarded with a a skull that catches fire, or are you going to get punished with a skull that catches fire? Who right. knows? But a skull is going to be involved, and <laughs> fire is also. Skull is going to be happening. Do you want to try and like trick your way out of the random chores I assign you, or? <laughs> Do you want to like play into it and be rewarded for following for listening to your elders? She, she's you know she's a she's a woman of mystery, uh, often erratic, um, very inconsistent. I don't know. I can relate to a random child has shown up on my doorstep. Might as well use them for sweeping. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I in the summer camps that is a trick that we play a lot on the on the little oh. kids it's like who wants to help sweep and it's amazing they will fight each other for the opportunity <laughs> to do chores and just like hmm, how can i harness this at home and the answer is to become us uh like an eastern european witch in a hut on chicken legs so that is where i am aiming all of my energies from this point forward mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a there a girl scout comes to your door and, the, and you're like did you come here of your own free will, or were you compelled? That's the thing she says <laughs> in some of the stories. Uh, speaking of sweeping and Baba Yaga, mm-hmm. brief tangent. Uh, have either of you seen Earwig and the Witch? I have. That I have CGI uh, Ghibli film? No. Mm. What would you think of it, Jason? Because I re- recently watched it. 
I wish I liked it more. Yeah, me too. <laughs> because when it starts to get good, the credits roll. Yeah. <laughs> and it's then a, I'm it's like, a bizarre choice. <laughs> where's the rest of the movie? The story but begins then, and then it turns off. <laughs> yeah, and but then you look at the runtime and you're like, no, it's like movie this was length two hours. Long. <laughs> so like, what happened? I mean, I enjoyed what was there. But uh, it really left me hungry. The I reason like... I said speaking of sweeping is because that is what happens in most of the movie, I feel. <laughs> it's been mostly yeah. sweeping. Is that she, she is living with a witch and she keeps asking this witch questions to like maybe move the plot forward. And the witch just says, shut up and sweep. And that's the, <laughs> the end of says, another scene. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it like, that's cute to a point. Yeah. <laughs> we do I was need expect- to move the story at some point. <laughs> I was expecting that to be, like, the first 20 minutes of their relationship and not, like, an entire act <laughs> of the film. And I, I do love Ghibli, but I feel like that particular pacing thing is pretty common among his films. Where it's, I mean, it just, like, goes this very... One, this one's his son, but the okay. point stays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, so it just ramps that up. Um but yeah, like it, it's it's pretty slow in the beginning, but it's all whimsical and adorable and everything. But then at the very end, suddenly a whole action film is happening. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I remember that really throwing me in Howl's Moving Castle. <laughs> yeah, it's a it, it's a slice of life anime on a on a Baba Yaga house basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that turns into a war movie at the at the last bit. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's. That happens a few times, like Kiki's delivery service, where it's suddenly in high drama at the very end. Um, mm-hmm. But we've been very quiet. Like it's like you can you can probably maintain the quiet conflict and you can have a quiet resolution. I don't <laughs> understand why it's suddenly a very different movie at the end here every time. But you know, here's what's wild: is that like Goro Miyazaki, um, Hayao's son. Uh, He's he's done a movie that captures like that quiet conflict really well. Um, up on Poppy Hill, mm-hmm. love that movie. Not seen um, that either. So many movies the, I need to watch. The stakes are small, but they are stakes of the heart. So they are <laughs> they are big in the in in the world of the characters. Yeah, and that's all you need, right? You just gotta yeah. make it compelling. And like, I liked Poppy Hill a lot, and I was going into this expecting more of an upward trajectory and instead it was kind of a a stalled flight yeah aesthetically it's a very cool movie but that's pretty that's about it like it looks great and it sounds great but the things that happen in it are not very interesting the plot just is horizontal across the floor and a sweeping motion back and forth it's it's um the carousel of progress it's a Mm. it's a ride where you sit and the things <laughs> kind of pass by you and you want to linger and explore maybe some of the things like oh this character's mom had a wild prog rock career that we see <laughs> glimpses of and then the but we but and then the the plot moves on no more of that it's a great Back big to, beautiful tomorrow grab a broom and shut up shut up and sweep <laughs> It's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Now fuck off and sweep. <laughs> uh, speaking of compelling, let's see if yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see if a folktale can do it for us. <clears throat> How's this stack up? I, I feel compelled to listen. I'm gonna leave that one up to you. Uh, it's it's from a region we're fond of. 
Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is a, a it's a Moravian tale, and that's hmm. part of Czech, like a medieval segment in that uh, region. I see. Uh, and Historically, it, also called Bohemia. Indeed, mm-hmm. it is a uh, Godmother Death. <clears throat> Godmother oh. Death, you say? Godmother Death. This sounds like a Baba Yaga woman to me. <laughs> uh, this comes courtesy of Kid Chaos, Rutabaga Rancher. Very nice, thank you. A name thank that you. should send shivers up Tyler's spine, at the very least. Not as much it, as it could, I'll say. Oh. If I'm, I'm going to pit the listeners against each other. Okay, so mm. that's. As of right now, Millipedish is stronger than you, Kid Chaos. Just so you know, in the power scaling rankings. I will warn you that there is, uh, in the lineup ahead of, like, beyond this, uh, Kid Chaos is is putting a lot in the ring. So, you know, (laughs) be careful what you wish for there, Tyler. Well, we'll see. Poking the the wasp's nest. (laughs) We shall see. Um. So this is sourced from sites.pit.edu, our good friends there, as part of a an Arne Thompson type uh, nosedive. I don't think nosedive is the correct term <laughs> there, um, but I, I think it is also applicable in any situations involving folklore. Sure, we'll go with that. Um, I could see I could see a nosedive taking place here. <laughs> so this is Arne Thompson type. 332 Godfather Death. Ah, but we twisted it. Ooh, it's yeah. a it's a um I forget what the internet rule is of like gender swapped Oh yeah, yeah it's, what, what it's a gender event, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to fuck it though? I am sure someone <laughs> would. Someone, someone on the internet will. <laughs> someone somewhere in the world will rule for no, that's... this. That's that's Godmother Little Death. Don't get it it twisted. I see. Yeah. Common misconception. (laughs) She gets all the wrong mail. Oh, God. (laughs) It's a fun mix-up at the... the, Yeah, uh... lubes and jellies in those packages. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I I really like the idea of the companies (laughs) sending basically... uh, lubricant tide pods through the postal service <laughs> as a little sample, sample of packs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then it ends up at like regular godmother death's house and it's like fuck this is for my scythe like what the hell i can put this in a potion or something maybe i guess i'll use this to oil a door hinge it's kind of squeaking on into the kitchen lately can i polish the hourglasses with this like what what am I supposed to do? You will be holding on to that hourglass for 0. 0.2 seconds <laughs> before it, just it smashes slips and through your fingers like... and shatters. <laughs> whoops! And someone goes before their time in the world and Godmother Death's like, oh, whoops, so, whoopsie, now I know what Astro, Astro Loop means. Oh, man, it's, wrong choice. It sends you to the astral plane. <laughs> just a whole quick one-stop ticket. <laughs> Astroglide to the plane, the planes of the afterlife. All right. Well, that was a fun folktale we told. Yeah, um, I we'll guess catch we you next start. week. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. Let's meet Godmother Death. Mm-hmm. 
Once there was a man who was very poor in this world's goods. This world's goods. Ooh. I I like this as a qualifier because yeah. it's it's very it's a lot less judgmental of the poor state than sure. most of these tales are. Like he could be rich in other things like laughter or um hot bod or <laughs> or his, his, just... coll- his collection of NFT apes. Yeah. <laughs> It's just filthy rich in NFT apes, um, but unfortunately, sorry about your apes. I was about to say goods that are maybe valued on a different planet, but then you cut me off, Jason. <laughs> With a purely invaluable substance. <laughs> mm-hmm. So whatever he's rich in, we don't find out, but his, his wife presented him with a baby boy, so his, his assets are up one infant. <laughs> Did not give birth to this baby boy, just presented it. Yeah, and like a PowerPoint slide show thing. Like Behold. Sat him down. <laughs> they have a timeshare on an infant now. <laughs> mm-hmm. No one was willing to stand sponsor for this infant because the man is a gross and icky poor. And I guess you don't help those. Or, or godparent for them or whatever. I don't know. Maybe it's like co-signing a lease, except it's a baby and you, you don't want your credit to be wrapped up in it. Yeah, you don't want to get saddled with that. Mm-mm. So his solution to this problem of, of not having anybody to sponsor his infant is to go take the baby for a walk. So he's just going to take oh. take the infant out on town. Okay. Just going to drum up some word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah, get that groundswell. It's a grassroots campaign. Got to build this kid's make, brand. Trying to make this baby go viral. <laughs> get this um, kid on Twitch. Uh, sponsor my baby challenge on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, baby talk. Let's go. <laughs> um, and then he's going to ask the first person he meets to be a sponsor. Um, I'm not sure why this is a more effective strategy than appealing to friends and family. I'm um, willing to say it's not. <laughs> unless he's, he's hoping that like the power of holding a cute baby in front of him uh, will mask the smell of poor on him. Like someone will be like, "Oh, look at that fresh baby smell! I don't, I can't even smell how poor you are." Of course, I'll sponsor this baby. Do you see that face? Oh, it's blowing bubbles. So he just needs to trick them as fast as he can before they can get out of it. Yeah. Mm, the old baby grift. <laughs> Uh, his backup plan, should this not work, is maybe to ask the, if the sexton will help him. The who, the what who? The sexton. In the church? What's that? Yeah. So I actually did look up like what a sexton does exactly, because it's one of those words that you read and, and books. <laughs> it's one of those words that I read in Catch-22 and then never again. <laughs> yeah, like you, mm. just, you hear them referred to and you're just like, okay, a church person. And you don't need to ask any other questions as you're reading, because they're typically not... It's not followed up on in the novel. I'm not stopping this good read to go find a dictionary. Not <laughs> to learn about anymore. the church. Yeah. <laughs> in the pre-Wikipedia days. I'm not fucking fetching the Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> I'm just trying to read a story. And giggle at this word. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got a funny word right at the start there. Yeah. So is he, is One that's very like unchurchy. A, like a, just a priest generic uh it's more like a janitor oh church church janitor janitor. yeah like a janitor of the cloth um (laughs) yeah their their job is to look after. i can see why they picked a different term (laughs) i guess 
I don't know. Sponging up the, any of the janitor of the cloth's pretty fun though. Yeah, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, you'll get a lot fewer people giggling at your name because it's it's, <laughs> it's like the thing people do when they're naked. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they look after <laughs> they look after the church in the churchyard and sometimes act as a bell ringer. And then the the dictionary definition, you know, the thing that shows up in the top of Google, so you don't have to like waste precious energy looking at links. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's it says <clears> that <throat> formerly as a grave digger. And I'm not entirely mm. sure what that implies. Like, was the sexton? previously a grave digging position that then turned into janitorial work then they found people that specialized in it <laughs> or a sexton like as a like you know military rankings or something where you have to go through a kind of a specific route and if you start as grave digger sexton is on your career path but not otherwise yeah it's it's how to it's how to up level you have to you know build your career plan you need to get in some one-on-ones with your chief supervising uh chaplain <laughs> uh, speaking of google and the first results thereon, mm-hmm. how about another tangent i love those um because i was thinking about this the other day <laughs> is there a more useless feature on a website than the i'm feeling lucky button that's a toy I, is have, what that have I, either I, of you ever used it i used it for the first time in multiple years plural literally last weekend out of pure boredom slash curiosity I'm like, <laughs> do people still do this like i saw it i was googling i don't even remember what i was <clears throat> i was on the main page of the website a place that is rare to go to anymore anyway right and i i looked down and i saw it and i was like of all the things that google has killed why is this still here <laughs> this single button well, also, if you click on I'm feeling lucky while, um, like, nothing is typed in, it'll, like, it'll start to flip around into different things. It could be like, I'm feeling doodly, and it'll show you all the Google doodles there <laughs> that, I see. that went up this, this day or something. Yeah, so it's a toy. <laughs> it's a toy, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know why it was originally included, because you can just do a regular search and if you don't want to, if you don't want to go very deep in it, just click on the first link, and it's the same effect. Well, I assume that's what it does for you, right? Yeah. So it's just it's... like you feel bold enough that I have typed in such a good uh, search key phrase that I couldn't possibly go wrong on my first click. The SEO is impeccable. This is a called shot. Mm. I'm, I'm Babe Ruth pointing my baseball bat at the stands right now. I feel like the I am, I'm feeling lucky button definitely had its heyday in like the 90s when when Google or, was useful. When Google was well, when Google was more like there was less like weird SEO wizardry. Yeah. That that was known about that's kind of so that, what i mean is like that's what why i was surprised it's still there because it can't be useful anymore no there are way too no. many people trying to hack the system i used to work and for half them. the time <laughs> yeah half the time it, it spits you if, if you I, I just put i'm feeling lucky for a couple of terms and half the time it just spits you onto like the wikipedia page explaining what that thing is 
Uh, so back to this man who's carrying a baby in front of him, hoping to find somebody to co-sign the baby lease. Yeah, uh, I remember. Yeah. Uh, on his walk, he meets death. But he doesn't know that it's death. <laughs> is that is that a euphemism for a truck? <laughs> <laughs> in a modern tale, yes, but no. <laughs> um, apparently death is just like a handsome woman who looks like any other woman. Just a straight hottie. Mm, death be a lady tonight. <laughs> uh, Kid Chaos had mentioned in the, the suggestion that uh, they were thinking of death as um, the death from Sandman. Who is a handsome woman? Hmm. The show or the original? Either me- one, really. <laughs> yeah, Take I remember pick. the original one. The, the show one also, though. Like, Let me... Ooh, she is pretty. Yeah. Um... So he asked her to be the godmother to this fresh baby he's got here. Fresh baby, <laughs> fresh baby, never worn. <laughs> and how she feel about that? She what is this? What she came out to do today, or is she just op- like open to it? I I am unclear what she was here for. Um, I feel like this could be a fun thing to speculate at the end of the tale, is <laughs> to like really really get into death's motivation. What were the plans for the day before this happened? All right, before she was accosted by a man, desperate and holding a baby, um, but she does not make any excuse or hesitate at all. She salutes him as the parent of her godchild, which I guess is the way that you accept co-signing That's how you a say baby. Yes. Um, she took the baby mm. in her arms. And she carried him off to the church to be properly christened. I don't know if that's normal. Like, if you become godparent, you just, like, yoink the baby and go dunk him in water. Um, or or what the deal is. But that she does. And, he's and they just accept walk-ins. Yeah. No appointment needed. <laughs> yeah, they just have the, the, the tub there ready. Ready for baby Duncan. Did you check mm-hmm. in online? Yeah, did you use the app? <laughs> What's your code? <laughs> Uh, so after this baby's been properly dunked, the father takes her to an inn and wants to give her a little treat as the godmother. Um, okay. But she tells him gossip, which is apparently a term of endearment between a godparent and a parent, because when they talk to each other, they use gossip as their name for each other back and forth constantly. Is that not confusing? <laughs> huh. Um, And the, like footnotes of this there are apparently a lot of words for it but like gossip's the only translated one so it has to stand for both of them i don't that seems like lazy translation to me but i'm a lot lazier than them so i can't judge um (laughs) respect (laughs) it's it's a hell of a nickname like a term of endearment sort of thing it's like instead of auntie it's just like hey gossip (laughs) um so yeah, he's like, hey, come to, like, let's go to this inn. I want to treat you. And she's like, nah, gossip, leave this alone. Come to my house. I like to think that, like, death has been waylaid on some other business <laughs> that she was actually here for. <laughs> and this, this happened. She's like, man, what the fuck ever? I'm like, I'm never going to get this opportunity again, I don't think. Um, <laughs> goes along with it. He takes her to an inn. And it's probably not a good one because he is, as mentioned, a poor um, so whatever treat he can afford to give her is, is probably pretty, like, heartfelt, but, you know, not necessarily of quality. <laughs> Just, like, looking around, I was like, yeah, we can skip this part. 
Um, so she takes him to her handsomely furnished apartment, which I, I feel just like pushes the the proof that she's like, no, no, I, don't, I absolutely don't need whatever treat you can provide me, sir. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. You made me a bird feeder. <laughs> it's the and it's the the pine cone covered in peanut butter, rolled in like wow. rocks and bird seed. A pasta painting. I will put it on the fridge. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Ah, uh, uh, the glue's still wet. Beautiful. Love it. It's so. This is so. This is so considered. This is. I'm now. This was all I'm, the macaroni, right? Like that was dinner tonight, but now it's this. All right. Okay. Cool. Great. Thank you. I'm now picturing her as Mrs. Coulter from The Golden Compass. <laughs> <laughs> so she takes him to her handsomely furnished apartment and then conducts him into the great vaults that she's got. You know, normal. Oh, these vaults. Normal household element. Uh, normal. And- Handsome apartment element. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering yeah, I, I wanna hear her Is this a studio or I wanna I wanna <laughs> I wanna hear like her roboticized TikTok voice that's like things in my handsome apartment that just make sense. It's I mean Vaults <laughs> Vault parentheses S <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've never lived in a handsomely furnished apartment, so I, <laughs> I have, like, maybe once you have graduated from the hodgepodge of furniture you have received for free or on sale um, from, like, or, four different yeah. households and, and, like, shared with your roommates also hodgepodge furniture that they received free or on sale from different locations. Listen, um, I don't have... Open. I don't, yeah, I don't have room to talk shit. I have to go wash my five bowls from eight different people <laughs> that just kind of, like, left their, like, half of their stuff. Yeah, we, we still have... I think we still have your dishes, Tyler. You do. Yep. You're welcome. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Not my problem. <laughs> I also think I still have your sheets in the linen closet if you ever you want probably those do back. <laughs> I was looking around and I was like huh these don't look like sheets I ever bought these are probably Tyler's and I used to be so good of like oh this was this roommate's oh that's uh that's oh that was Kevin's uh oh that's uh this roommate here now I'm just you know well I guess I have this plate now well all right Look, if they don't love it enough, it's got your scent now. You're its mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carmen, I appreciate that your two examples were plates and sheets when I left a whole fucking chair there also. Did you? Yeah, you did. Yeah, the, the, the one down in the den. <laughs> the cricket chair. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's moved to Eric's office, so. And I still have Gordy's rug that Cricket also claims, so it's Cricket's rug. <laughs> So even she has been collecting furniture. Yeah, the Cricket's gotten free furniture for various people. So yeah, I've never, I don't know what a handsomely furnished apartment looks like. So vaults might be very well within the normal. So like, is that what you get in the back room of Pottery Barn? Like if you get enough I... Pottery Barn furniture that matches, you unlock the vaults? <laughs> the I Pottery guess... Barn vault? I guess we just need to meet people that'll leave us vaults. <laughs> I don't know any of those. I don't either. Yeah. I don't think they roommate very often. I don't think so. No, they're they're not they're not putting Craigslist ads out for looking for uh, uh, roomies. Now, if we borrow a baby and we go for a walk, maybe mm. we find a vault owner to co-sign a baby lease. 
Yeah, are you reading us a folktale or a WikiHow article right now? Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> how, how to upgrade your life so that you have vaults in your apartment. Um, so what are in these vaults? We've, we've danced around it long enough. Uh, through the vaults, they go into the underworld in the dark. Oh, so okay. what, oh, what is not hell. in the vaults is light bulbs <laughs> or candles. I see. Okay. But, but what is in the vault is the afterlife. So here we are. Um, so once they're in the underworld, they found tapers burning in various sizes and the ones that weren't lit were very large. So I was thinking like tapers, like anteaters. Oh (laughs) yeah. No, those are the the candle kind. Right. Right. I think people who have vaults are more likely to have fancy candles than anteaters, but I'm sure at least one of them has an eccentric pet collection. (laughs) In hell. Yeah. This is my underworld taper vault. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It keeps you the might want to taper out. your expectations. So the godmother said, Look, gossip, here I have the duration of everybody's life. That's what I keep in vaults. If you buy enough from Pottery Barn, barn you too can obtain. You can wield the gossamer threads of life <laughs> itself. And these beautifully waxed candles. You seen that Justin Timberlake movie? I wrote it. Uh, so the, the father looked around and they saw a tiny taper close to the ground. He asked, but gossip, I pray you, whose is this little taper close to the ground? It's usually good not to ask these questions. Like at most, like the best yeah, case scenario, she's going to be like, oh, that's Billy Jensen. And you're like, who's Who? about to bite it? Or, oh, that's you. <laughs> right. Like you've got, you've got the Billy Jensen to you ratio and you just, you don't know. <laughs> Do you really want to know? Um, so she says, oh, that one's yours. And when shit, it, yeah, fuck, I God knew it. it. I, Every I, time, I wish it. Was Why did Billy. I ask? I Why did I say Billy. that out loud? <laughs> um. So yeah, she says that one's yours. And when any taper burns down, I must go for that man. Uh, I don't know if he's put two and two together at this point. Uh, I assume he knows <laughs> so she's just, death. Maybe it was on her mailbox. <laughs> just staring her straight in the eye and says, "Cool, cool, cool. That's great. Awesome." <laughs> Her her door knocker was a, a skull with a cross thighs on it, and all the mail has been addressed to death, and one of them to little death. And she's like, "Don't don't touch that." It's just she's been holding it. a knife at his throat all day since she met him. <laughs> um, so he begs for more candle, and she says, "No, I, I can't. Like, get you get what you get." And then she goes to light a large new taper for the baby boy. While her back was turned and she's busy with this, he takes for himself another large new taper, lights it, and placed it where his tiny taper was burning down. I can't imagine that counts. Also, she he is playing a dangerous game of assuming she has no object permanence. <laughs> <laughs> his baby doesn't, so, and that's maybe the only social interaction he's had for a bit, so... <laughs> that she wouldn't turn around and say, wow, that's awful big now, and it was very small moments ago. Uh, she does turn around, she looks at what he's done, and she's like, man, you should not have done that. Idiot. But I guess it's too late now, like, you have replaced it, like, that's, good job, you found the cheat code. <laughs> you found the loophole. Um. Great. So, yeah, here we are now. I probably shouldn't have taken you into my vaults. I should well, just... yeah, whose fault is that, grandmama? Yeah, yeah. I'm kicking myself about it now. Yeah, I should have just left you on my Pottery Barn furniture to, like, investigate the missent mail to Godmother Little Death. 
Yeah, I should have just left you with my Ray Dunn collection. <laughs> um, so then she says, let's go meet your wife. Okay. Yep. Here she is. <laughs> so, I, like, I would think that this is an intimidating phrase coming from death. It's like, oh, yeah. you done fucked up. Let's go meet your wife. But it's it's apparently not. She grabs, she takes a present with her. It's a shorter list of things that wouldn't be intimidating for death to say mm. to you. That is true. What? Because what anything you... could be twisted. <laughs> Are you in the mood for some takeout? <laughs> nice day. <laughs> Just shaking. What awfully good weather we're having today. I think the only thing that I can think of is I farted. <laughs> That's the only mm. thing that wouldn't intimidate me from death. <laughs> I let out a toot. I feel like now I'm in power in the in the situation. That's the one the, I, I have the high ground. <laughs> this time it wasn't me that tooted. <laughs> <laughs> Twas thou who cut thine air biscuits. <laughs> Uh, so she took a present with her and went with the baby and the dad to meet the mother. She placed the boy on the mother's bed and asked how she was and if she had any pain. She's like, just very kind and gentle, much like the, the Sandman death. Uh, the mother confided her griefs and the father sent for some beer to entertain the godmother and show his gratitude. And they drank and feasted to de- together and it was just a grand old time. Uh, afterwards, the godmother said to the father, Look, man, you are just so fucking poor. Like, just, <laughs> just obscenely poor. No Have one... you noticed? <laughs> Has anyone told you? Has anybody sat you down? Uh, like, you gotta no... work on that. <laughs> no one would even help you. Like, that's how poor you are. You are beyond help levels of poor. And um... that's your fault. <laughs> Hello, I am <laughs> I am Godmother Death slash the U.S. government. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm Godmother Prep prosperity gospel <laughs> i'm godmother capitalism <laughs> have you looked around <laughs> pull yourself up by your bootstraps no one's gonna help have you, you no- have you noticed you were a poor if no one will help you who will <laughs> think about it certainly not me <laughs> the bitch with the vault <laughs> she says let me tell you what i can do for you i will go to the houses of various respectable people and i will make them ill because I can. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Loving step you know, one of this plan so far. Uh, just to let you know, this will this will help you. <laughs> yeah. Can't I'm, wait to hear step two. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be the fucking Robin Hood of physical health. I will, I will I'll sicken the I'll be the Robin the Hood of antibodies. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will sicken the rich to feed the poor. Um, you will cure them. I will tell you the remedies because I possess them all. Like, I can cure literally anything. Cure for cancer, I got it. I'm not telling anyone else, though. Just you. Um, (laughs) No one's paid a high enough price yet. Yeah, no one's given me a baby. Like, you're the only one who was desperate enough to approach death to be your your child's godmother. So, um, clearly you need some extra help. Uh, And everyone is going to be glad that you have healed them and they will pay you well for it and you will be fine. There is a rule, though. If I stand at anyone's feet, you are allowed to help them. But if you see me standing at their head, don't even try it, bud. Wait. They're mine. Okay. 
I need to I need to pull us aside for a, a tangent that is related to this tale. <laughs> okay. So as you were describing this and getting into the candles, I was remembering this movie that was put on in my Spanish class. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a turns out it was an old classic 1960s film only in Spanish called Macario. And it is based on, uh, this is from a little wiki diving, this is based on a Mexican story called The Third Guest, which follows the same principle of if death is at the feet, if death is at the head, etc. And I think it was adapted from something, this this type of Arne Thompson thing. There's a Spanish um, tale called Juan Holgado and Death. Uh, the story of Macario is he is a woodcutter, a poor woodcutter, who, um, <laughs> he, after, like, um, him or his wife, like, steals and cooks a whole turkey, because, again, he is a poor, and he, he takes this turkey into the whole, into the woods, just feet, just ready to feed himself in the woods alone, just taking your woods turkey. <laughs> And he does not share his turkey with either with either God or the devil who appear to him in the woods. Um, but instead, you probably he don't his have the answer. But what the fuck do they want with a turkey? It just it's just a smackerel. Mmm. Just uh, some you know, a little bit of a just a a, a lovely taste. Just some crispy uh, uh, skin passing by thought they'd ask for some turkey yo what smells good but he shares his turkey with death who uh offers the same thing of uh of if i'm at the feet or if i'm at the head yeah looking over this tail now it's it seems like it's a hare instead of a turkey but very similar to the point where i think there is a moment where death comes for someone that he cares for and shows up at um, the the wrong foot of the bed, the bed that means that they're gonna die. Mm-hmm. And in the film, I remember Macario like panicking and like grabbing the bed and like yanking it, <laughs> trying so to spin that it, spin the other way. <laughs> then he would just poof and be at the other end. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> that is this Arn oh, Thompson shit. type. Well, well. All right. So <laughs> over time. The father became a distinguished physician with the gift of his child's godmother. And uh, one day... Yeah, I guess I didn't ask how long she was going to do this for. I guess forever? Yeah, like, this is just... That's the deal. For as long as his candle lasts now? Yeah, she's gonna... She's gonna make people sick for fun. Um, so, over time, he became a distinguished physician. And one day, a prince was dying. He pretty much already breathed his last breath, but they sent for the physician anyway. Which seems like maybe you should... You should have done that earlier if he was couple that, days sooner, that poorly maybe. off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't wait till he stopped breathing to ask the doctor for help. Um, but he came and he anointed the the prince with uh, salves and gave him powders and voila, no more dead prince. And they paid him very well. And then uh, a little bit later, a count was dying and they sent for him again. But this time death was standing at the man's head. Uh oh! And the physician cried, "Well, this is a bad case, but we'll just have to try." And then he ordered the servants to turn the bed around. <gasps> Whoa! The patient's feet now faced death, and he did his miracle cures. The count was fine, and everyone paid him really well. 
He's being a little cheater. Yep. Does she, yeah. Does she? Is she? Her mouth just agape the whole time. She shows up after like this. The fucking gall of you right now. Just like, really, really this now. Um, this particular death iteration is extraordinarily patient. She's just like, look, well played. Ha ha ha. Yes, you you golf did. clap golf clap. You did the loop. We all had fun here. Um. But don't you try that again? Like that, that's you get one, you get one shot at that little trick, and you don't do Hope that. You again. enjoyed it because that was your one. And that's you, your, yeah, like you've done him good for just a little bit because he's due. So I have to take him off it off anyway. So sorry, bud, but like nice try, cute, cute, cute. Um, this has no further consequences. He continues this way for many years, and he's very old and wearied out. And they asked Death to take him. And she said, no. Dude, I can't. You gave yourself a very long additional <laughs> candle. Nah, asshole, your candle's got 16 decades left. <laughs> I gotta wait till that thing burns out. You basically gave yourself another full-ass lifespan in your middle ages. So You gave yourself New Game Plus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one day he drove to a patient, fixed him up, and then Death revealed herself to him and rode with him in his carriage. She began to tickle and play with him and tap him with a green twig under the throat. Has she done this before or is this a new sensation? I, I believe this is a new activity that she is undertaking with him. Uh, so he threw himself into her lap and he went off into the last sleep and she laid him in the carriage and disappeared. Uh, they That's found a fun out. way to go, I guess. Yeah, just like in a tickle tickle party with death. <laughs> Did not expect that, but yeah, me neither. But maybe, maybe death's like got a thing. <laughs> maybe that's how it goes. That's how death. Also, gets... how's that baby doing? Yeah, how's the? <laughs> Wait, yeah, hang on. Wait, how's the infant? Yeah, are they good? Look, death. Death got a little bit too much mail from little death, and thought she'd try something with like tickles and and a, a rod or whatever. Sure, <laughs> she seems like. For all of the to-do it was to be godmother to this child, she seems to have become more infatuated with the father. Um, so they find the physician dead in his carriage, and the, the town and all the surrounding villages are, like, real upset because he was a really great doctor. He and did miracles everybody. and shit. Yeah. Um, the son still existed. Great. But he didn't have his, oh. his dad's magic death healing deal going on uh so he goes what, to what is he an artist <laughs> yeah <laughs> he goes to church one day and his godmother met him and asked him how he was doing and he says eh, not all alike so long as i have what my dad saved up for me it's well with me but after that lord knows because i guess he was not raised with the thought of getting a job ever and he's just like some sort of trust fund kid just been coasting yeah like he's been living off his his dad's miracle healing money and hasn't taken up a trade of his own or anything mm. uh so that was he was thinking about being an, uh, a new vine star <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think i'll be an influencer i was just gonna play video games for people to pay me to do that i'm, I'm sorry son it's several centuries before either of those are invented have you heard of markiplier to... i'm gonna be him <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to be the original uh, Marcus Applied Applies. <laughs> Ye old. Ye old. 
So she's like, well, I'm your godmother. I did forget about you, apparently. Uh, that's not in the story. That's, so, that's my So not a very good one. <laughs> I'm your godmother, so I'm going to help. My editorializing is, I did forget about you for the entirety of your life and just kind of followed your dad around making Just a good stretch there. Yeah. And mm. then I tickled your dad to death. Sorry about it. <laughs> I just, I was trying to try something. I got this magazine. Don't ask. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had a few, I had a few whoopsies with the, the Astroglide and I figured I'd try other things. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <it> <laughs> It went all over his candle. It, it, uh, yeah. it fucking slipped right out of my fingers and fell into super hell. <laughs> I don't even know we had super hell. I just never looked underneath the baseboards, but, you know, <laughs> old houses and all. Oh, you know. You know how it is with vaults. Or maybe you don't. <laughs> how much pottery bond furniture do you have? Have you unlocked vaults yet? <laughs> I don't know. I can't relate. I'm rich and also handsome. <laughs> uh, so she tells him... Go to a physician and become his pupil, and you will be more skillful than him, but you need to behave nicely about it. Like, don't be a dick. Which no is, funny business. Yeah, that's good advice. Like, even if you're if you're smarter than someone, don't be an asshole about it. Uh, so she anointed him with salve over the ears, which I'm assuming is just more of the astroglide that she got accidentally. <laughs> ah, why does it smell like strawberries? Don't, I don't... Look, I don't... I have so much of this shit. Just let me put this on your she ears. I don't know where it goes. She is making lemonade, Carmen. <laughs> uh. It's let me, let me. Sorry, let me. <laughs> I call upon elixir of watermelon wap. <laughs> May it bring you prosperity and great pleasure. Yeah, that's what the WAP stands for, is Wealth and Prosperity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's to ensure a long future. And Ben Shapiro's wife does not believe in it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, and then she takes him to a physician, who's like, why do you smell like water bell? What, the, what is what? <laughs> She tells him to be a nice boy and behave, and she asks the physician to teach him well. Uh, so as an early lesson, the physician takes him out to gather herbs. And while they're out there, every herb told the boy what it could do to heal people. So it's just like whispering, like, I can I can fix cancer. I'm good for tummies. He I'm can for hear colds. plants now? Yeah. Uh, that's what the, the watermelon uh, lube on the ears did for him, I guess. Okay. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, now now he can hear something. Like, I can give boners. <laughs> yeah, it, it, every leaf and stem is like a Wikipedia article now. Every He's got like an internal Pokédex of like, <laughs> I'm, good for, I'm good for headaches. That feels, like, too much. that feels like one of those situations where it's so strange you don't want to ask if anyone else is experiencing it. You just <laughs> want to assume... That you're not weird. Hey, I, like, hey buddy, can definitely you... everybody else hears these plants, right? right? I'm not even gonna bring it up. Like you, you also hear the bush yelling about UTIs, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. And we I all just deal with a... that now, right? Huh? That's just what life is, right? Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, awesome. 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 This garden is hell. <laughs> cool. 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 <laughs> now that's a power I could get some I could get some use out of. I've watched enough um YouTube foraging videos that I'd be like, I would love to fucking traipse into the woods and be like, 
I'm good with soy sauce. I will kill you. I'm actually super. I'll super. Yeah, actually, that's most of the forest just saying, "I will kill you. I will kill you." Jason, I feel like you already can do that with tea leaves exclusively. Oh yeah. You yeah, just yeah, yeah. you have a very limited source of this power. Mm-hmm. Try putting some lube on your ears. See if that helps. <laughs> see if it uh. Like, it widens the range. Yeah, it just kind of yeah. loosens that communication, lets it glide into you a <laughs> little easier. We don't need to say loosen in regards to put, to, to lubin up our ears to receive the voices of plants. <laughs> this, this episode became a lot more lube heavy than I think I would ever have predicted. Um, yeah, so he's he's picking the plants that are yelling about cures, and the physician is also gathering herbs, but, like, apparently he has no idea what remedial virtue they possess, he just, I don't know if he just heard that herbs are good for fixing shit, and he's like, I don't know, we'll put these leaves in a tincture and stuff it in someone's mouth, and they'll fix, or they won't, and it's it's God's <laughs> will, I don't, I don't give a shit. It's a 50-50 shot. Let's just he's put some leaves in a career tea. In, he's ready for a career in homeopathy. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the boys' herbs were beneficial to every disease. So I, I assume time has passed to prove this, where the physician's herbs are just sort of, like, random stuff, some of it poisonous, some of it just, like, a leaf, one of which is poison ivy and just made someone really Right, fishy. I was gonna say, some of these are clearly poison ivy. Um. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me to put it where? My mouth? <laughs> um, yeah, like... Do a cocaine and put this poison ivy on you, and you're fixed. <laughs> That's medicine. You're I have gonna a be right hat. as rain. You're gonna be right <laughs> as rain for 15 minutes, and then you're gonna die. <laughs> then you'll be wrong as rain. <laughs> but you won't be able to be mad at me about it. So you know, win-win. Everybody wins. Uh, so the physician tells the boy. I assume after some time has happened, and they've seen these things. Well, you're cleverer than I because I diagnose no one that comes to me, but you know the herbs that counter every disease. How convenient! I want to know what the fuck this physician's been doing with his life that he can't diagnose people that come to him, and why death chose this one, or if if death was like, all right, I know a physician that's like killing way more people and making <laughs> a lot of work for me. This guy is fucking up my actuary tables. <laughs> I, I'm gonna something fierce. I'm gonna kill two birds with one stone because I can do that. That is my skill set. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make you the apprentice, but also give you the ability to do better than this guy. Because man, this quack has just killed so many people, and they're all itchy, and I, I hate it. It's so unpleasant. <laughs> they all die itchy. <laughs> do you? Ooh. Do you like? I tried the tickling thing once and it went poorly. I am not interested in carting around any more itchy people to the afterlife. I am so sick of this guy's bullshit. I need to fix it. Put some lube on your ears. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Run into the forest that says it will kill you. Put the lube on your ears and get in my sidecar. (laughs) So the physician says, like, let's team up. Um... Which I thought, like, that was the whole apprenticeship situation anyway. Yeah, um, you'd think. But also, like, you don't you don't need him on the team if he's, like, dead weight that can't diagnose people and just picks herbs at random and makes people itchy to death. Yeah, what is he, this, this is a school project and you're doing all the work right now. Uh, and he says, you can have my doctor's diploma and I'll be your assistant until death. 
that's how it works. Yeah, like, you just trade degrees. You're none for my one. Here's what we get from this team up. You get my job. I get to coast for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Which is what I've always Fair wanted. Trade. Uh, so this lad was successful in doctoring and, cura- and curing until his taper burned out in limbo. That's it. That's it. Oh. That's the story. The end. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And so they coasted. <laughs> and that was the story of three doctors. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. See, the third doctor's house was made of bricks. Mm. So Godmother Death could not blow it down. Ah, okay. Um, Yeah, hopefully people are okay with me telling that Spanish tale later on, because I was like looking at it to to keep up with Jason's tangent there. Well, you just have to go enough weeks that we all forget about it. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. two. Um. (laughs) Yep. The clock starts now. (laughs) Ooh, I gotta see if I can find a recording of that 1960 film, Macario. Because I remember it was... I just remember it, it was very amusing. Just the... It, it's, it is like a black and white film and all in Spanish. Yeah. Um, But it, with like, you know, 1960s sound design of just like a of an aggrieved man spinning a bed around to try and uh, fool death. Yeah, there there are several versions. I was gonna also try and get um, an Austrian version in here, but we we spent a lot of time talking about lube that I didn't calculate for, <laughs> so we probably can't fit that one. I'm in so also. sorry. I mean, I I feel like I was just as guilty as the two of you in that, if not more so. Um, <laughs> That's fair. This episode is just it. Just don't drop it. It is the slipperiest one. <laughs> it's so slippery. Um, and it's already in your ears. Ooh, ooh. Listen for the plants now. <laughs> and you've already been listening to a plant. Oh, that's true. Because Jason's Cause a sweet potato. potato. Yeah. That's, that's right. Yeah. It all comes this together. Is, this is, I feel like we've, we've construct, uh, crafted and constructed a fearsome deity, <laughs> a little sweet potato gremlin who, who comes bearing, who comes bearing lube for your ears to listen to the plants. Listen, heed the call of my brethren. Or you die. Or you perish. Of the the tales I was skimming through, this is definitely one of the more fun personifications of death. Yeah, I like... Well, number one, I always like a lady death. Yeah, that's always a a fun fun twist on the the cultural assumptions. Yeah, other than like, you know, dude with scythe and robe and a skeleton or something. Mm -hmm. She seems pretty laid back. I feel like she has to be. She seems pretty chill. Yeah. Yeah, why why wouldn't she be? She has so many vaults. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> she's fine. She's rich with vaults. Um, but also like an embarrassment of vaults. <laughs> I guess there's like a certain inevitability to her job. So like when you fuck up, she's like, "All right, well, it's it is I I will win out in the end." Right, like Okay, I fucked up, but it either means that you're coming later or you're coming a little early. <laughs> I, I slipped and dropped your candle, and uh, you slipped. I slipped and let you swap your candle, and I feel like it all evens out in the end. Uh, I feel like some of the other versions of this that we'll get to later when we've forgotten we told this one do a better job of of 
setting up consequences <laughs> to actions and maybe learning a lesson. Then what do you mean? Well, like this one, the guy is flawed, like a people should be. Um, Which one? The, the first one? The yeah, poor guy? The father, yeah. Yeah. Um, and his flaw is not that he's just so poor, um, but that he like tries to cheat the system repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't really get addressed or punished. It's more like, yeah, all right, you did that. That is your nature. You're not. I, I don't know. Honestly, I like that his punishment is just you get to exist longer than you want to. Sorry. <laughs> no, I like that punishment Sorry. too. I, I've, I feel like if I was going to improve the story, I would spend a little bit longer on that consequence. Right, because mm-hmm. it says that, mm-hmm. and then the next sentence is, and then she, next we she know tickles, he's getting tickled. Yeah, she tickles him to death, <laughs> which is much more pleasant than that first sentence sounded. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, just like I th- an expansion of of what's going on with him. I think a good uh, a good revenge for like uh, consequences for for actions would be, okay, well, you did the bed you did the bed flip trick. Well played. Oh, hey, I think your son has a cough. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oops. I've marked him for. Oh, oh, shame. One in a million bug. This, this, this <laughs> poor, this poor boy. Dang. Oof. Wish you hadn't used your freebie on that other guy. Man. Yeah. So I think from a storytelling perspective, having some consequences to these things would be good. It reminded me a little bit of, um, have either of you seen... Uh, Dead Like Me. Mm-mm. A long while ago. Yeah, I think I showed show? you some of it, Tyler. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a TV show. It ran for two seasons. Um, it's basically about a girl who who dies and is like brought on as a Grim Reaper. And oh. a lot of the early episodes like really focus on, on her dealing with that and trying to get out of it and the consequences of not doing the job. So I feel like a, like a similar path with this would be interesting where where when he fucks with the the rules that she's laid out that um that he sees what the consequences of it are. Yeah, you would imagine a domino effect of that person living when they shouldn't have. Right, which I, there right. isn't one. Yeah, and, and that's one thing that they do in Dead Like Me. Is it kind of like treating the role of like a Grim Reaper as sort of like um like a like a psychopomp kind of a thing like where where you're sort of like a midwife of death where you're sort of guiding a soul from the living to the afterlife in that like in that. that show yeah, yeah. It, it's that mixed with the fact that um the the grim reaper job does not pay so they still have to <laughs> they still have to like she's basically still going back to being a temp at the same uh, time we're actually a non-profit so <laughs> uh and one of the other grim reapers is we are just the honest profit a criminal <laughs> like, where would we even get profit from think about it like there's a, a scene where one of the other grim reapers is, is taking a a baseball bat to a bunch of um parking meters and that's how he makes his money <laughs> that sounds kick-ass actually it, it is a really good show um, it's, it's, it's funny. It's very introspective. Like, I don't want to tell too much of it. Cause I do think it's, it's worth watching. It's one I've been kind of craving seeing again. 
Um, so I might, I have the DVDs. It's one of those where it's like, I want access to this. And it, I, it was, it had a very small sort of cult following while it was airing. I'm surprised it made it to two seasons. I don't remember the second season, so I don't know if it suffered from, you know, what often happens to shows. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder which of the, I wonder which of the streaming gods is holding dead like me's candle in its clutches yeah i don't know i haven't seen it pop up anywhere i don't think a lot of people remember it hmm. um but it was the first season at, at the very least was was really good and i was i was very sad when it was canceled because they were like building up to a lot of interesting questions and some unusual things with her um the, the way that they handled the whole idea of death in the afterlife was really poignant also. It was just one of those rare gems of a show that's irreverent and funny, but also really thoughtful and um, makes, you, like, makes you feel all the emotions. Uh, and those are, those are so rare. Um, so I, yeah, I, like that. I recommend it. It's the first season's really beautiful, and I don't remember the second, so... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's where I would take this, is maybe dealing with some of the, the consequences of him fucking with, with death. And yeah. I like her character as it stands, as someone who's just, like, extremely tolerant and willing to go along with this baby that was just, just thrust at her. Mm-hmm. She, she seems really, like, a very go-with-the-flow kind of death. Yeah, which I love. She's probably seen a lot of this before. Mm. I have to imagine. Do you think she's ever been asked to be a godmother before? Or do you like think that's, that was, this was just like a, a weird coincidence? I feel like that might be why she was so tolerant of the antics is mm-hmm. like, he keeps surprising her. <laughs> like, man, like, this one. Well, I've never been asked that before and nobody ever flipped the bed around before. He's her rinse wind. Aren't you a clever little automaton? <laughs> if I was going to uh, retell this one. Uh, in a more full story, it would it would definitely be like re envisioning their relationship a little bit as him just just being a complete surprise. Yeah, <laughs> just and an amusing little pet essentially. Because what does she have to be like? Would you, would you get annoyed as death? Like you've seen eternity. There's nothing to you. Annoyance, I don't think, would even register as an emotion. Yeah, there's probably not much to be annoyed about. What are they wasting your time? Yeah, like you've got all of it, including theirs. I, I have infinite, yeah, infinite time. You don't. <laughs> like you should be more worried about your time that you're wasting. Check out this fucking candle. It's so low. <laughs> Funny that. Oh, is that what's? Oh man, it's real slippery, isn't it? Huh. <laughs> oh 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 whoa! Ah, the watermelon. Ah, beans. She needs. She really needs to switch to uh, wax melts. It's much, uh, much less of a fire hazard. That's true. Yeah. Everyone's every. Oh God! The vault is just thousands and thousands and thousands of little like like teapot like wax warmers, <laughs> and you just get bombarded with every fucking smell under the sun oh, and moon. <laughs> Like walking, like well, you know, walking into any uh, Bath and Body Works, basically. Yeah, we <laughs> just just it's getting fucking clocked in the face by like pumpkin, pecan, waffle, blueberry, baby butter. <laughs> yeah, imagine walking into all of them at the same time. 
Right. Each each wax melt is, is like your particular, like the scent of your soul, like whatever your scent is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, then, and then you pick it up and it's like... We've been getting Man. a lot of good title options this week, but I really like the scent of your soul. <laughs> but it would be such a bummer <laughs> to, to get to, like, to... To get your wax melt assignment, like find out what your wax melt smell is, and it's just like this god awful scent. You're just like, oh man, I guess I am a garbage person. Oh no. Oh man, Jason. Uh, two I... questions. Question one: Do <laughs> you want to promote your soap? And question two: Do you want to rebrand it to Scent of Your Soul? Scent. <laughs> Welcome to Scent of Your Soul. <laughs> Hi. Through this guided meditation. <laughs> Uh, it's a guided meditation CD that comes with wax melts that involve uh, rhythmic breathing over your wax melt. So you have to, you're getting a full, like, puff of, um, you know, caramel, caramel apple squirts or whatever. You have to take a quiz um, to be matched with your unique scent, the scent of your soul. <laughs> coupon code uh, uh, lube now for. Um, <laughs> For your free, for your free uh, scent matching quiz, I hate to get to the afterlife and find out that I was candy corn this whole fucking time. <laughs> that would just be miserable. What scent would you want your soul to be? Oh, easy, uh, grapefruit lemongrass. Mm, I could see that you're very like bright and and like I don't know that it seems like a very refreshing and bright sort of scent. Mm. Gasoline. <laughs> just pure gasoline all right how about you carbon what Ga- do you got gasoline is a gr- as a kid i was equally grossed out and fascinated by the smell of gas whenever like my parents would fill up the toyota or whatever because it was it's such a Ugh, but also <laughs> you barely smell anything like that during your average day so you're also like curious you're like huh Ugh, huh um, mine would be the smell of a notebook that's been recently rained upon. Oh, evocative. Wet parchment? Yeah, wet parchment. <laughs> that's my soul sense, just soggy parchment. Just, uh, it's that, that hint of petrichor. <laughs> the, the rain-kissed earth. But, like, combine that with, like, uh, mead five-star spiral notebooks. <laughs> I have about a month to accidentally spill a significant amount of water on the notebook I have designated for my nano story as uh, the true baptism by fire to start off the month, right? Hmm. That's how I I'd started last nano, was spilling all the water on my notebook like the day before it started. <laughs> that's, how, that, that's how you do yeah. it. And it went pretty I well, give- so... I think there is something to be said about getting over the initial shyness of creation by by prematurely like messing up a nice piece of paper. Oh yeah. So you you have forced yourself to now draw on it and use it. Oftentimes when I get a fancy notebook or like a fancy sketchbook like as a gift or something, I will flip to a random page in the middle and just make a tear or just stab a pen into it. <laughs> Be like, well, fucked it up. And the curse <laughs> is broken. Now I can I'm use fr- it. <laughs> I am free. That that is a great that's a great strategy. My my strategy was just to eventually realize that if I wanted to buy more notebooks that are fancy and nice, I have to use the ones I have now. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. One time my parents came back from a Renaissance fair with a custom 
parchmenty sketchbook thing with like with like a carved like wooden dragon thing on the front mm-hmm. and i went no <laughs> it's so beautiful no, and i could never it's use too it. good <laughs> yeah eric got me a really nice one uh like a leather notebook with a key that is the lock for it oh no not the key like you just slide a little uh skeleton key into a loop of leather to hold the thing closed and it's great. And like my mom saw saw me open it. She's like, "Oh, you'll have to save something really special for that." And I was like, "Don't you start no. this? Don't, don't you? No, 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 no! Get out of my home! Uh, uh-uh. uh! <laughs> Give me your candle. You're out of here. I haven't used it yet. I do want to figure out like a very specific use for it. But I will. I will write stuff in it at some point. I do try and like assign uses to notebooks. So I have one that's got um the Ouija board print on the the front of it and that is where i write my horror short stories cool that's just a flimsy excuse to buy more notebooks (laughs) this one's my horror one i need a different notebook for this thing i'm i'm the same way with tiny sketchbooks if i see a tiny listen if i'm at an art score art store and i see like a tiny little fabriano notebook thingy it's going into my it's going into my cart yeah and i feel yeah they're just so, they're cute and they're portable. They're portable. I can take it in my tote bag. I'll definitely. And pull it out in the, I'm definitely going to sketch something in in the coffee shop that I that I frequent. Yes, I will absolutely go out into the world, look at people and draw them like I'm supposed to for practice. Oh man, that used, that used to be second nature as, a, uh, as, as an art school kid, mm-hmm. well, to the point where that was our... Half the time, oh, I had a whole class that was literally like, hi, welcome to Cafe Sketch. The point of this class is to fill this empty sketchbook with people who, I guess, don't really consent to being drawn in the same way that people can't really consent to being photographed. But Unless it's, it's in the cases grade. where we did ask them to. Yes. Like at a, a dance studio. Yeah. We didn't just yeah. we didn't just barge into a dance studio and start <laughs> like, sketching people. <laughs> we just sit down here Wait, like you own yeah, the place. D- did you do um? Did you at, at CCD? Did you do the one where we had to go to like that ballet studio? Yes, that was a good one. It was a good one. That does. Sound that fun. was my favorite class at CCD was Cafe Sketch. Even though, as you say, we rarely asked anyone if we could draw them. We were just yeah, kind no, of sitting in t- public places and sketching. Uh, yeah, half the time when it when it wasn't like um we we didn't have anything planned um I was oh I was actually the, the in class was just go somewhere and draw. <laughs> Yeah, I was in class with Bethany, and she would uh, just take just take me to the mall. Yeah, and we'd just go. Well, this was a great fairy tale that we <laughs> talked a lot about. Yep, we were very yep. on topic the whole time. I don't know how much of that last bit of conversation uh, is just going to get cut. We'll see. Because <laughs> I don't. We flew like an arrow straight and true. <laughs> because I, I feel like that last bit of conversation is interesting. If you are also an artist. Very and excited maybe not to if be you're not <laughs> talking to other artists and less so yeah this shout out to all the uh art school millennials who went to college at the end of the 2000s <laughs> right yeah got in there right as as everything went to hell and the dare to dream like be be what you want to be turned into what do you think you're doing hippie Um. (laughs) say what you wanna say but also have a backup minor 
My backup minor was writing, so like I fucked up. Real. Oh. My my other options were psychology or biology. So even like within the stims, I was destined for for like desperately dreaming of grant money and largely eating noodles. So destined for destitution. Basically, yeah. Box under the bridge. That's my goal. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, all all my reasonable backup plans are are equally unreasonable. So I'm not made for the corporate world. <laughs> uh, so thank you for listening to however much of that remained in the episode. <laughs> Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you, and thank you, Jason, the sweet potato, for joining us. Yeah, it's real nice oh, of you shucks. to like take some some time away from the broiler, and. <laughs> And chat with us. To, to take some time from the oven to grace us. Uh, thank you to uh, Kid uh, Kid Chaos Rutabaga Rancher uh, for yeah, thank you for bringing this very lube-filled tale. I'm sure that was not your intent when you presented Don't it. Drop it, but it is the inevitability. So we appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, sorry for the gauntlet Tyler threw at your feet. I'm sure you will do terrible things with it. Um, <laughs> I do it to make you stronger. <laughs> mm. Thank you to all of our patrons for supporting the show, keeping us in lube money. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you to our top tier patrons, Allison, Frog Whisperer, Lucky, Biblio Princess, Cerius, Midori, Becca, Lobster No Longer, The New and Improved Haley. Thimbles are a Stitcher's best friend. Awkward. Project Birdfall Informant. Funky Little Strawberry. Lemur. Spaghetto popping on off with a bang. Caitlin. Danielle. Soapy Faye, janitor of the Sealy Court. Ya Girl Olwen. Allie. Knife Dad. Cobus Cat. Vespadesu. Versus Keeper of Too Many OCs. Pyrus. Jessica. Nathan the Scott. Millipedish. Deprave Shave Sonic Wave. In other words, what rhyme with Dave? Maya. High Listus of Wimbus. Tennis Killed the Dinosaurs. A Dubious Little Creature. Haley Prime. Dominic. <laughs> Justin, Lily, Izzy, and Jenna. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thank you, Doug. We're what the folklore. I'm so glad I got to say that. <laughs> Just so glad I got to sit in for that. Sorry. <laughs> We're what the folklore, and that's how it works. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.